Hello listeners, welcome to the podcast of I am fit. I am your host Ruben J Pandian, a sports and fitness evangelist. Every week I am going to be in conversation with someone who's a standout leader, an influencer or subject matter expert, sharing stories of their I am fit journey. Setbacks, fitness journeys, post 40, great recoveries. This podcast will motivate and inspire you to create your I am fit identity. So don't stop spinning. a uh, mother corporate professional and triathlete uh, she's representing india for her age category at the ironman world championship in new zealand this year someone who's truly fit inspirational today's guest at the iron fit podcast ketki sathe welcome ketki to the iron fit podcast and hey listeners ketki just came back after cycling 90 kilometers this morning as part of our training schedule so the pulse is racing covid or no covid training on course hi ruben thank you so much for having me uh it's 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 um a pleasure and a privilege to be on your podcast so ketki you've been fit right through and i mean uh, whatever little i know of you you've been fit you were a track athlete in school and college days yes i've yes generally you know been generally active uh, throughout my teenage years early adulthood mid 30s yes generally been active and um i think uh, about 20 years ago i sort of you know started taking to i i took to running simply as a form of fitness because i had suddenly sort of noticed the weighing scales tipping in the not so favorable direction so um that's when you know i got on to a treadmill very tentatively for the first time and then sort of uh, and i i think there's been no looking back ever since and uh, yeah that's when r- running started very much from a fitness point of view no structured training it was just you know get in a run every other day but i think pretty much within 2 years or so it became it became almost like a you know part of my daily routine you know you get up you shower you log in that one run uh, with some strength training and i think as the years went by you know one sort of got a little bit more aware about what one was doing and you know started throwing in some amount of weight training and strength training into that and along the way i had my children uh and uh, ended up buying a, like a semi commercial treadmill for our home just so that my running wouldn't take a hit so i would try and fit that in you know any time of day that i would get be it 9:30 at night or 2 in the afternoon or early in the morning based on the baby's nap time feed time whatever whatever <laughs> and uh, Yeah, it was pretty much after my second child that my running journey sort of took on a little bit more of a serious note. Where you know I said, okay, younger one is now crawling around, and you know I am going to not fit my fitness in whenever possible, but I am going to structure it at a particular time of day and so many times in the week. And um, I, again, so that was the second part of my journey, which again there's no looking back from because once that happened, it took me to. A, completely different level you know i got out there on my own and you know through friends heard of some running group joined a, a running group and and that for was a turning point because uh, you know i met people with a similar passion it was just a window to a world of like minded people interests um where it was about what we loved doing early in the morning like this and again there was there was so much of knowledge that came through those associations um and 
yeah that's when my running really you know that that's when i started you know kicking it up a notch and uh, you know went into longer distance formats and didn't ever think i could even do a 21 kilometer uh you know a half marathon but have done several and then you know you go into the whole numbers game and you're like okay faster pace faster <laughs> then badges <laughs> then leaderboards oh my goodness yeah i mean there's you know it's 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 all part of the fun but i think yeah you've got to sometimes you know steer yourself back on track and not let all of that get to you because the inevitable does happen right you end up having injury mm-hmm. and then downtime and then you realize somewhere along the way you know you say hey this is something i'm doing for me and for my happiness and it's always a race against me so you know keep that in perspective take the best that you can from other people learn you know take the good soak it all in but have your own journey and don't lose track of that um so yeah along the way half marathons happened full marathons happened uh and injury lots of injury happened which you know i always says is very humbling injury grounds you it makes you more aware it makes you get out of your comfort zone and i think uh, the way i look at you know lots of things in life it's it's a learning it's there's always something good that comes out of it and there's an experience that comes out of it and i think again if it weren't for a lot of my injuries i wouldn't have probably again taken the path that i've taken or wouldn't have uh, developed the kind of awareness or approach to my fitness uh so yeah with that you know with with certain injuries came exploring different sports like so you have two kids yeah. your daughter is now 16 your son is 11 you've yes. been a busy working mom but in spite yes. of that you've always found time for yourself to maintain your fitness that's your mind space and you've always been like that from the very beginning interestingly i mean uh, uh i mean i'm sure you will relate i mean i do relate to this most conversation among uh parents and specifically mothers revolve around kids and family all the time and most yes. mothers kind of subliminally restrict their identity and close doors to what can be i mean there are a lot of things there are a lot of ex athletes uh, women who've been sports persons in their school and college days kind of shut the door of what can be and uh, in your case yes. you've moved on to another landscape where you've explored and found uh, passions and levels which in a normal course one wouldn't have so where did this uh, mother who cares uh, transition to a mother who inspires transition happen how and when did you get your self identity to the fore and what was that trigger well i would say um, you know what was the trigger i think like i like i said you know um, first and foremost i think as 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 women we are just wired in a way to nurture to to care and and again culturally we conditioned you know as wives as mothers caregivers managers and ceos of our homes we just take it upon ourselves to do everything and multitask and we put a lot of our own personal priorities right at the bottom of the list and fitness amongst those goes even lower and goes by the wayside uh, but like i said i think um, well you know uh, very serendipitously i i think i sort of tasted blood when i started out running 20 years ago before i had both of my kids and um, that had, that had already become something that was so i knew that it gave me something that just reset me for the day every day or you know gave me that equilibrium to take on the day um so ha- having already been armed with that once i had my kids and like i said you know we're conditioned you know we always put ourselves at the bottom of the priority list 
um but but at some point i i think um when my younger one like i said when he was uh, a toddler that's when i said you know i am going to make me priority because i need to and it's not like anyone in the family complained they were all very supportive it's just one of those things that we do on to ourselves it's the big g the guilt the guilt the mom guilt uh and everyone managed just fine um so i think um, uh just just telling myself that you know uh, caring for my children and all the physical work around the home and around the children that comes with it is not fitness for me that was not a workout that was not what was that was not my me time or, or my fitness time and my fitness was separate and it deserved the respect that it needed and that was the trigger you know after i had my second one and i said okay you know i can definitely now tailor the kids's routines to this one and a half hours that i'm going to take out for myself every second day and it can be done um so that was the trigger to just keep up with something that i knew gave me that shot and that boost to focus for the rest of my day and i think building on that and strengthening that identity has also strengthened me as a mom because when i get that i'm i'm more centered around my kids i'm a more mindful parent i'm i'm not bubbling inside with a restlessness of something that hasn't been done and so it, it in turn doesn't sort of simmer over into irritation with them so i just feel that it's important to have that thing for me that gives me that 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 joy and and like i said for me it's my meditation it centers me it helps me reset and calibrate for the day and that actually makes me i feel a better mom um so yeah just just understanding that that's uh, that's something that deserves the attention and respect that it needs has been the trigger to keep it going um Yeah. There are so many of these myths i mean you of course from getting your me time and keeping yourself fit is one aspect Yeah. You moved on to endurance sports. I mean, they're cycling ninety kilometers, swimming a couple of kilometers, running another half marathon. In India, yeah. most people run five kilometers and they think they've run a marathon. From that <laughs> benchmarking, uh, we have uh, there are a lot of myths over the last many decades of what happens to a woman's body after bearing a child. Yeah. I mean, there's enough research which uh, shows. I mean, this is globally, and I'm sure the percentage would be significantly higher from the Indian perspective. Or fitness engagements among women. Who are yeah. mothers are sixty percent lower than non-mother women at the same age. Yeah. So, tell us something about that aspect becoming a mother. Your yeah. body is not going to be the the same ever again. Well, uh, in a way, your body isn't the same again. You know, you've had two children, and uh, you know, you you discover parts of you that didn't exist that pop out from different sides. But having said that, um, you know. it's absolutely possible i think the first step is to to just take that step as small as it may be to just get out there and do something and that's where it starts from i think that is the biggest hurdle because you know everything else is just the happy bonus that comes along with it uh, you know i had both my children were cesarean section babies um i put on over 25 kilos with my first one and about 20 with my second one so i i was lugging, lugging around a lot of weight uh but it is all possible uh in a you know in a smart manner uh and you have to be again i'd say you know consult with your doctor you have to be smart about it uh, as a woman today and uh, you know i'm in my mid 40s right now and i am i am 
well guilty of uh, in the last couple of months of not having done so but you know i am particular to get my vitamin levels checked my blood work done that's a good indicator as to where you're at what you need to be mindful of uh, and you don't have to start out in this you know everyone's at everyone's level is different and everyone and no matter what level you're at it is a level to be respected at whether you're walking or you're jogging or you're running or you're sprinting someone's jog may be a sprint for somewhere else and vice versa it doesn't matter i think the main thing is to just to just get out there and do something um that that you find uh, a little bit of joy in it could be it could be a zumba class or it could be yoga or aerobics or whatever you know everyone has a different thing that's going to work for them but um being a woman in her 40s being a mom who's had two children um it's completely in fact i think there are a lot of benefits that come with it you know just simple things like you know your menstrual cycle is actually regular it, it it works beautifully like bang on a lot of little things like you know you don't have a lot of pain a lot of so i don't let those things come in the way i never have you know whether or not one is biking running swimming i've never let things like my period come in the way i've always worked with it worked through it and i've just found that it, the body responds beautifully as well so i think it's how much you're willing to push the envelope as well and your body gives back accordingly but take that step and see it's there's no such thing as that you can't do it you absolutely can do it at any age i mean there are enough cases of women who've started out a fitness journey in their late 30s and 40s and and done fabulously so it's never too late for anybody and Ab- you know yeah absolutely uh, i mean yeah. uh, from all the decades of that are littered with examples of poor the sporting and fitness world understood the female body today when the cloud lifts very knowledgeable doctors who have worked with elite athletes women who come back at the olympic level i mean my favorite is Shelly Ann Fraser, you can call Serena Williams, and of course, like you said, running from a endurance athlete, Paula Radcliffe. She was running almost till the day she gave birth. So yeah. uh, that level, I think, that's a, a myth that needs to be busted today. It's uh, yeah. if you're willing to give it that extra effort, the body does respond. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I started my triathlon journey just what three and a half years ago, and three years ago actually. and um, yeah i feel like i'm my fittest now i really feel way fitter than i was even 20 years ago uh, so yeah but also you know you got to be like i said be a little aware of yourself see how much you're pushing how much you can don't overdo it don't overtrain but those are all things that come along the way you know those are your little learnings that you have but um it's never too late to learn to to just try Oh uh, yeah I mean I've learned how to fix cycle punctures and and <laughs> go really fast downhill and I I can swim I can swim 2 kilometers in the sea which you know I couldn't even do 2 years ago so yeah it's uh, you know it's it's sometimes it's it's just thinking about it is a little bit more awesome than what it really is it's doing it <laughs> you know it just happens if you put your mind to it so you were the fastest uh, triathlete at the last goa ironman competition that's what got you selected now you're representing india why don't you tell us some some interesting experiences there and uh, some part of your training and of course the glory that you got as uh, being called out as the fittest indian in that competition <laughs> for your age group 
<laughs> well that that was such a fantastic uh, experience ruben you know i had been uh, training for it a bit i was working through some amount of injury before that uh, but like i said the triathlon journey has been just fantastic you know to just quickly recap after i sort of you know was uh, running marathons over the you know last nearly 7 8 years i decided to to shift focus a little bit and since i already had a cycle i decided to give give this triathlon space a shot and as is with most people swimming was my achilles uh but in any case decided to you know give it a shot and see what i could do so one yeah little little fun fact but one of my first triathlons that i did was in in kolhapur and it was the olympic distance triathlon where you have to swim uh one and a half kilometers and i was the last person to come out of the lake and the the rescue dinghy boat uh, you know the guys were like you can come out you can come out here and you know there was something and i kept looking at them like why would i come out i am going to finish this swim no matter what and i was doing backstroke and people don't do backstroke in a in a swim you know in a race scenario but yes so that was a fun fact but coming back to the ironman at goa it was um, it was a fantastic it was a fantastic race uh, seemingly simple course but quite deceptive we were massive numbers and the the swim leg of it was ooh it was uh, you know some a lot of people joke and call it the washing machine effect because that's how if you imagine a washing machine sort of the whirlpool effect that's how it was we all got into the water and i literally started out and i thought okay so all these months of training have just gone down the drain because i can't move i i i actually panicked for maybe 30 seconds and said will i can i can i move forward am i going to dnf on the swim and then i said okay girl just get in there and push and shove and that's what i did for the first 200 meters of the swim because there were so many people there were elbows in your face there were feet in your back people yanking on your hand um and uh, we were we were the current was against us at every so for step the listeners dnf is did not finish so from did not finish first 30 seconds to podium <laughs> finisher just to get two things in perspective <laughs> so yeah that was that was crazy uh but yeah finished finished the swim with a big smile and then got onto the bike and i think i just the bike was the most exhilarating part of it and, and for me like run is my thing but i was enjoying the bike because i was just i could see myself like Uh, like i just overtaking people who had finished the swim uh, ahead of me you know and it was it was it was fantastic um the bike had a, a fair bit of elevation which was uh, which was you know the fun part which sort of got you towards the end and uh, the run was great the run was great but what again you know the thing was it was in the afternoon heat of goa in october which made it tough and which made it good um and yeah there was just Uh, you know it was such a fabulous feeling to run that red carpet towards the finish finishing strong and feeling like okay everything's intact <laughs> no cramps no niggles um and yeah the 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 icing on the cake was to have been the first indian uh, female finisher at the race and i think the nicest part was to have called my kids and you know and they were telling me on the phone mama we saw you finishing the swim so late and then on the bike you just started your ranking just started going up and up and up and up and it was so fabulous so my kids were tracking me live and uh, yeah so it was it was a great that's experience. the mother who's an inspiration 
<laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 been great because you know to see my kids be so uh, genuinely proud and happy of, uh, with with what I'm doing in this space. You know, my my daughter will leave little notes for me before I go for my long bike ride, especially my long bike rides on the weekends, and say. Uh, put on your live location on WhatsApp. Uh, have a great ride. Do really well, ma. But don't push yourself and don't get injured. And you know, my son will always say, "Why do you keep coming second? Can't you come first? Come <laughs> on, mama." So, well, yeah. But it's it's great because they truly uh, they 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 know they can't just you know get away with saying, "Oh my God, that's so hard to do." Because they're like, "Oh God, she's going to call us out on that one because she can do it," and you know. Uh, but it's it's nice to know that I can walk the talk and lead by example for my kids. Yeah. So, Kethki, any tips on diet in terms of uh, uh, people have a lot of uh, perception on diets as well. Like any inputs or tips that you can suggest? Yeah. So you know, um, Ruben, along the way over the last several years, like I said, I've approached my entire uh, my approach to my whole fitness journey and lifestyle is. Has uh, it's not changed? I still I you know I love my meat and I enjoy my glass of wine and all of that. But what I definitely uh, am mindful of is incorporating every kind of food group. Um, it's a combination of portion control, oil control, and eating on time. Like you know we're done with our dinner by seven fifteen or seven thirty tops in the evening. Breakfast is on time. Lunch I have my lunch at one o'clock. Uh, you know, even if I'm out for meetings or whatever, I always carry my dabba in my car. I'll have everything, you know, with me. Um, I'm not, I'm not, you know, very fussy. Like if I have to have something out, you know, outside, I'll do that. But I'll still be mindful in terms of what I'm having. And I try, I try not to snack, um, you know. And I, well, like I said, just incorporating uh, every kind of food groups, ensuring you have a good salad, you have veggies you have your meat you i don't cut down cut back on things like yolks in my eggs um i do that i um i'm not completely like you know gluten free lactose free no but i have noticed that you know staying off of a lot of bread and stuff has helped but i don't you know i'm not fussed about it i don't want to eliminate something from my diet either and and actually build up a sensitivity to it uh, so I try to keep everything in moderation and I ensure that I have things, you know, and, and I'm mindful. I know if I have a heavy training week, then I definitely am going to upsource certain food groups in my diet. Um, and uh, yeah, just doing things like having my super greens and, um, you know, like I said, and it's also always good to have a sense of the colors on your plate. You know, they always say you have a good range of colors you've got all your nutrients there so yeah i mean and you know everyone has to do that little bit of uh, reading up on uh, what a wholesome healthy diet would be and have that and, and i don't like i said i don't eliminate things but i definitely don't do very spicy food i don't do fried food i don't do like unnecessary snacking through the day i won't do that so yeah those are the things and eating on time i think that makes a huge difference have having, um, you know, set meal times and especially your nighttime meal to ensure that you get, uh, you know, you, you go to bed on a light tummy and not a heavy tummy. I think that's important. So there's something that uh, I would want to call out specifically here, of course, to the large number of listeners uh, 
who would want to get back to their I am fit journey. Uh, given the social pressures, there is obviously this numbness, and from that comes with this passive acceptance. How do we snap out of that? Uh, we recommend that don't get bogged down by subtle baseless perceptions and pressures that society has created. And that's been done over decades by incumbent propagators like the self-proclaimed custodians of society. Uh, I think for all the I am fit women out there, if it's something that you want to do, I think you will be able to do it. And so get started. Today is as good a day as any. Uh, yep. Ketki, anything from you? I think uh, you are true. I mean, like from my perspective, Ketki, you are truly fitspirational. And Thank you, you will Ruben. be for many, many women, uh, uh, not only in India, once you hit New Zealand, I think you'll be a global <laughs> inspirational person. Well, and, New uh, Zealand has gotten postponed and uh, now we've been told we can defer it to some other events happening in the US next year. So let's see about that. Whether it's New Zealand or the US, it's still global. So uh, COVID <laughs> or no COVID, you do your 90 kilometers. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure if it's not New Zealand, it'll be another part of the globe. But yeah. uh, you will continue to inspire. And uh, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Ruben. It's, it's been a pleasure. And like you said, you know, the only thing I'll say is, yes, if you have a pair of shoes and you have the will and you want to just just get up and do it, you can do it. You know, as long as as long as you have the mental strength, the physical strength will come automatically. Just just take that step and have faith in yourself. So today is as good a day as any. Uh, so don't stop yourself. Don't stop spinning. This is Ruben J. Pandian and I'm fit. <laughs>